Hello and welcome to a podcast. I don't remember what it's called. It's they been don't even so long. Remember our names now, probably. I'm, I'm Heather. Heather. Oh, no. this is, okay. Even, we don't know how to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm Heather. This is Bennett. Literary is, power couple. Sure. And this is Digital Digital Get Down. Get Down. I know it's been a while. You've probably forgotten all about us. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Are people still saying that? I don't think so. Gosh, but you clearly are, so. It's been a second. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been in school in it's been a fortnight. six weeks. I don't know what the kids are saying anymore. You're not hip? I'm not. I lost my only connection to the hip children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just returned. Yep. From a very long vacation. We the were longest s- vacation we've ever taken. We were summering abroad. Basically. We summered in Europe like the rich white people we aren't. Right, by staying in the lowest-priced Airbnbs, yes. known to man. Yes, with the worst beds and the worst showers. Beds were mediocre. The bathrooms were the... A struggle. Were the highlights. Worst struggle. <laughs> uh, so we did three and a half weeks in Europe, mm-hmm. part of which was a business trip for you. Not a podcast business trip. No. The what actually pays our bills business trip. I was doing research for the podcast, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did watch... A lot, a lot, consumed a lot of media between the planes and the trains, yeah. and you read one. Well, yeah, a lot of very long book, and I read yeah. very short books. Yeah, our quantities were different. We can get into that a little bit later. Okay, who read more pages? Do you think you or me? If only there was a website that we had that could book digits. B w o k d i g i t s dot com. Starting with an ad, coming out firing. <laughs> You gotta make up so, for like six weeks of missed ads. The month I finished that book in the month of look at July, I guess. July stats. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna take a little. It's gonna take a minute to load. That's literal though. That, that's not how the phrases. So. Yeah, I only read one book on vacation. I only brought he, two books. With we had me. different book strategies. Yeah. I brought my Kindle. My right. brand new waterproof Kindle that I got for my birthday. Yep. Which I still have not tested the water. Actually, no. I spilled a whole bottle of water in my backpack. You did? So I did test it out. Um, <laughs> it's not at the beach. No. Does it work on salt water, too? I assume so. Um, so I brought my Kindle, which I have a very, very bad uh, habit of buying cheap Kindle books and then never ever reading from my Kindle in favor of paper, book, paper books or library books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided I was going to catch up on a bunch of Kindle books. So I read a lot of short Kindle books, not super short, but like average to short length books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of them very like fluffy. Like I read a lot of like romance uh, type books. And it was a Kindle, so it was quite lightweight. Yes, you tell people your strategy. <laughs> my strategy was I had two books on my shelf that I was like, I'm never going to read these at home. You know, they're not commuting books. They're not weekend okay. books. They're journey books. Okay. And I'm going on a journey. I'm going on multiple journeys. This would be the time to take them. Especially The Mists of Avalon, yeah. a Camelot story. Which is 912 pages. Oh, I definitely That's been my July. Um, because it's like the most British book I own, probably. We didn't even get a picture of it in Britain, and I'm disappointed. No, it was too misty. <laughs> um, probably, yes, that's true. So yeah, it took me literally, I started reading that book on the first day of the trip, and I finished it on the plane ride back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Three and a half weeks. 
Those are big pages. That book is, in terms of the page dimensions, mm -hmm. it's not an average book. Mm -hmm. You disagree? I just think, like, the Lady Doth protest too much, you know? Hmm. What math are you doing? I can't actually do... Mine were over two months, so it's very difficult oh, to do the stats, go. so... Um, but I gave that book an A-, minus, which I think is a good sign that it was worth all my time. It was very girl power. Well, it was sort of girl power. It was girl focused, but they were all girls. They were all women like trapped in ancient times, being told by men what to do. Yeah, you beat me by a few pages. 2,521. Okay. Pages on the trip, but... Good for you. The majority of mine... It's not a contest. Four... Five of them were romance. Mm -hmm. One of them was like a historical thriller. One of them was um, a really terrible YA LGBT book. And one of them was Guernsey Literary Society. I don't know what you, what you would call that one. Mm -hmm. Old lady book, I'd say. Book club book. Book, book club, club book. That is, a category. Yeah. that is a genre. Book club pick. Um, but yeah, so I read a bunch of short... Mm -hmm like lighter books and you read the largest Behemoth. heaviest most in-depth book that you could find i had i owned i've owned that book since like freshman year of college i, I think. never read it because i got like an amazon account probably senior year of high school and i was like i can just i can just buy books now and have them come to my house mm -hmm. um and i was like Everyone says this book's great, and I loved Once and Future King, which I know makes you groan. So I was like, this sounds similar to that. I, I will click buy on this button. And it had sat on various bookshelves, traveled to every single... Did it go to Australia with us? Absolutely, oh, yeah. Oh, God. I think I tried to get rid of it, and you said, had you ever read it? And I was like, no. And you were like, I'm supposed to read it sometime, too. And I was like, oh, fine, we'll carry it. it home. You have to read it. I don't think I'm going to read it. Hmm... Probably not. I see when we left Australia, I like binge read all of the books that I had left on our that I had brought to Australia because yeah. I was like, I am not bringing these home with me. So like, I let the yeah. guilt got me through two Anne Rice novels, Jurassic Park, a bunch of Michael Crichton, Jurassic Park, and mm -hmm. Andromeda Strain, and this other nonfiction one that I didn't end up liking. Like I read all those. So that I could get rid of them. Well, I guess your book strategy is just perfect then. The other one you brought was also giant and it was a reread. Yeah, that's true. I almost said Don Arcillo. Don Arcillo. <laughs> no, the, the collected works of Don Arcillo. <laughs> Don's a little. Oh, you drunk little gal. <laughs> I'm not drunk. We didn't go to the movies in Europe. You said that was like the one thing you missed about America was going to the movies. Well, we have gone to the movies a lot. In our kind of boring lives so There's nothing here. else to do. Yeah. yeah. Especially when in the winter when it was fucking freezing. Yeah. So we went to the movies a lot. So I kind of missed going to the movies with like American popcorn and stuff. On Tuesdays, right? Because that's the only day people go to the movies. No, that's the day the fewest people go to oh the movies. Oh my gosh. That's why it's it, the cheapest. <sighs> Supply and demand. Take an economics class. Um, but yeah. we did watch some plain movies. And one of the maybe unintended consequences of your Miss of Avalon read was that we watched mm -hmm. The Kid Who Would Be King on the plane. Yep. Um, 
couple of hours I wish I could get back in my life, probably. It may have been the best plane movie I watched. <laughs> that is not saying much. <laughs> that is not saying much. So, I... It was very amateur. In terms of production and everything. Just the entire thing felt like like a college film project or a high school film project. Yeah. Where they like they were like they had a budget and they also had like a handshake agreement from Sir Ian which who is which yeah, one is it? Patrick. Patrick, Stewart. yeah. That he would wave his hands for like five minutes How in it. How was he in this movie? I think they just filmed him like from his home waving his hands and that was Possibly. it. Possibly. Yeah. Um, that was the one thing that bothered me the most about the movie. Yeah, the magic but, system, as they say. Merlin was... Just having uh, a minor seizure. And... Every time he tried to do magic, he yeah. would just, like, clap and snap his hands in this very... Not a very cool way. No, <laughs> it wasn't really convincing. No. Um, and it also did not seem like something that, like, medieval magicians <laughs> would have done. It doesn't come natural, no. No, that was very... I, like, just wanted to laugh every time that happened. Yeah. Because it was always at a dramatic moment where they needed to save, and then all of a sudden he'd be... <laughs> and it's like, mm, I don't know that that's working for me. Um, it also was just ludicrous. Yeah. Like, even as a kid, I think I would have been like, there's no way these kids would have not gotten eaten by those demons. Well, also, there's like a there's like a Battle of Hogwarts style thing at the end. No That's spoilers here. About. Yeah, and like yeah, there were definitely mass casualties, and like these kids um, didn't really sign up. They were just conscripted into yes, like, <laughs> the boys are into yeah. it by Merlin. Um, and unless these were like the most incompetent undead demons of all time, yeah, like how... real poor showing from them. Also, like the four main kids. Um, picked up a sword and, like, had practice with a tree, and then all of a sudden were swordsmen, all of them? The tree put them through a lot. For, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then they were all of a sudden were all, like, swordsmen. I mean, more what caught me off guard was, like, the heavy bre Brexit overtones yes, to the it. propaganda. Yeah. I love it. Was, like, we're all you better together. You need to take Britain back. And, and the people who were in charge are trying to divide us. Yeah. It was very overt. It was not, like, e once again, even as a kid, I think I would have yeah. been like, it's a little much. But I was on board for, like, the first half hour. Like, I mean, anytime someone pours, pulls a sword from a stone, that's, like, an epic moment. Yeah, and I'm all for, like, the idea that, like, it doesn't matter who your parents are or where you came oh, from. Oh, no. See, I what? was still, I was on board at that point when they were like, your dad is some fabled legend. And I was like, holy shit, he's a fabled legend. <laughs> and then he got to like where he thought his dad was going to be. And they're like, no, he's just an abusive drunk. And I was like, no, I was, no. I was the opposite. I was like, okay, now it's interesting that they're making it out to be like anyone like, like the worthy, that's worthy can pull the sword out. No, I assumed it was going to be pulling a, a page from Miss of Avalon where you had a creepy incestuous child who was born and was secretly the rightful heir. I was ready for that. Kevin was not in this movie. No. Oh, we didn't talk about Kevin. <laughs> the hero of the Mists of Avalon. All of the, the other... most maligned character. They, every single time so they wait, describe wait, 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 wait. him. So the author... The author, like, uses the Camelot names, but has, like, alternative spellings for them all. Like Morgana is Morgane. So Morgane and Gwynefer and 
Arthur is Arthur. Okay. But like a lot of like really mystical names. Um, and then you have Kevin. And then Kevin shows up on the scene. Kevin the Bard, a.k.a. Kevin Bard, which just sounds like a kid in band class. Yes. Um, and also just like Kevin the Idiot is basically what they're calling Kevin him. Kevin the Cripple, though, yes. So every time he appears on, on page, all of his deformities <laughs> are emphasized. Just this full description every time. Yeah, his It's like, oh, Morgana is back, and then it's like, Kevin, who has crippled, nubs, nubs gnarled hands. Like. And then it's, it's not right to laugh, but... Um, Guinevere, Guinevere sees Kevin for the first time, and she, at this point, kind of wants to force a, uh, miscarriage, but she is so <laughs> terrified by his appearance that it forces a miscarriage? Um. Isn't there a part where it's like, looking on your face, I hope that my child never has a yeah. face like your face yeah. or something there's something horrible that and like later it's like oh is there bad blood between them and she and he's like they're like yeah he killed her her unborn child just by looking ugly <laughs> poor kevin oh we're bad people for laughing at it it's coming yeah. off out of context for sure but oh he gets murdered at the end it's okay after he gets turned into a tree and loses his other limbs yeah but he still plays the violin the harp. Somehow, somehow he's a magical harpist. Okay. And he oh. raped someone or got raped? Um, I don't remember that part. Didn't he, like, have a baby with someone? No, that one's consensual, I think. Okay. Yeah. Kevin. Yep. It wasn't that a TV show we have to talk about Kevin? Movie, I think, yeah. Book and movie. I bet it was from... Um, shall I run through my other plane hits? Uh, if you said the kid who would be king was the best, then I yeah. think you need to quantify that a little bit. Um, yeah, I saw um, probably number two, I guess, would be um, Vice or Vice. I was gonna call it Veep. I was like, what? Uh, Vice. It was fine. It was some weird nostalgia, I guess, for seeing like reenactments of scenes from what, two decades ago now? Like the early 2000s? Why can nobody reenact George W. Bush? Mm. Like, believably. Didn't, didn't, they didn't really try in this one, on but purpose, like, I think. I just feel like he's one that really jumps out at me in every single old, like, when they try to do a reenactment, that it's never right, even when they're making fun of it. Like, Will Ferrell, you didn't enjoy his way back when? What's the movie... Um, Harold like. and Kumar? Yes. Yeah. They didn't even show his face, I don't think. Yes, they did. They drank in the second one. Oh, maybe. They, like, broke into his basement and, like, yeah. drank with him. Yeah. I just feel like they're always way too much of a parody. Yeah. Because he know. had a, such a signature style. Yes, but, like, I remember him, and that's not how I remember him. I mean, there's a lot of people who can do a good Bill Clinton uh, impersonation. Yeah, and there's not right. a lot of people that can do a good George W. Bush one, that's what I'm saying. Um... So yeah, it had like its moments as a comedy, I guess, but it didn't really have a point for me. Like it, it tried to explain how Cheney was like the mastermind of a lot of things that happened, but it didn't provide any justification. He didn't particularly see seem power hungry or m money hungry no motive. or like wanting to please people or anything, but there just wasn't a lot of motive. No. I mean, the big central, you know, debate in the movie is... Did uh, he shoot that guy on purpose? 
No, that's a uh, that's just something tacked on at the end. But the question of why did they go after Saddam and uh, Iraq? Yeah. And why did Cheney's people push the fact that they had weapons of mass destruction and there was a link to Al-Qaeda, which meant there was a link to September 11th, when none of that was true? Why was he so desperate to conquer uh, Iraq? My dad always explained it to me that it was George Bush, actually. That was like his one idea he had in the whole presidency because... His dad wasn't, his father wasn't able to take out Saddam, right. so he wanted to go out and get Desert him. Desert Storm. That seems like more of a rationale than just Cheney was this guy from uh, Montana or whatever who was intrigued by U.S. politics and wanted to throw his weight around. I mean, that's basically how I felt about the movie, and I didn't watch it, so I'm mm. glad I didn't waste my time. Just kind yeah. of like, why? Is anyone really sitting at home being like, I want to know more about Dick Cheney? Like, really? Yeah. No, I mean, this. Right so this was from the team. This was from, like, the guy who does, like, Anchorman and all those ones. But he also did The Big Short. And I think this kind of weird uh, comedy pseudo slash pseudo... Um, uh, what's the Biopic? Documentary, I'm trying to say. Um worked a lot better in that case when it was like all these weird forces coming together to cause the Great Recession and it was like individual people didn't really understand what they were doing or what destruction they were causing. Yeah. But there were a lot of bad people doing shady shit and like that worked in that context. Uh, and this was just like one dude who didn't really seem to have a motive for any of the shit he did? Yeah. Oof. And then Murder on uh, the Orient. A small foot goes next. Oh, small foot. Okay. Yeah. Um, a couple chuckles. You really wanted to watch that, too. The trailer made me laugh a little bit. I loved the flipping of, on the head of the trailer when it was, like, the big, bad, abominable snowman, snowman walking around. They were like, oh my god, these little puny humans are actual, actually real? That's terrifying. It should have just been a Pixar short. Yeah, probably. And not a whole movie ever. Yeah, no, it tried to have, it tried to be a morality tale and... Succeeded in some ways and not in others. Not very memorable. And then Murder on the Orient Express? Coming in last place by last a long shot. Um, I'm trying to enjoy more mystery elements for a, for a reason that Upcoming we won't speak of now. So, And I'm not very in touch with the mystery genre. So I was like, what could be better than a... Like a bottle movie, you know, yeah. where where it's in a tight location. And it's classic Poirot mystery. Yeah, right. Like, it's a remake of an old film that I've never seen, but whatever. You're going to have clear... a TV show in Melbourne, yeah. too. Yeah, correct. Um, you're going to have suspects. You're going to have a crime. You're going to have someone trying to figure it out. Should be pretty straightforward. There's got to be a twist somewhere. Okay, I'm ready for it. Man, that's a bad movie. I don't know if the original is bad, if it stayed true um, to I'm it. I'm guessing the original is probably campy bad, whereas yeah. this was just bad. Yeah, the so many famous actors, all of them completely phoning in their performances, because I'm sure it was shot in, like, two afternoons You don't think they were trying stage. to act like that, to act like old-fashioned, old Some of them were overacting, and some of them were just bad acting. Yeah. For sure. Um, I just feel like Kenneth Branagh is such, like, a... 
a legend that people because this is another case where he like directed acted yeah. you produced it everything he just gets a little too much creative leash sometimes and i just, think like, just do what you want yeah it's your pet project who cares kind of thing but yeah just the story in this one uh the crime happens pretty early on johnny depp's character uh gets murdered off screen in his private first class cabin on a train that's what he deserves and then uh, yeah, the detective starts trying to piece it together, and then all of a sudden in the middle of his kind of monologues, he's like, oh yeah, I remember a child was murdered a few months back that I heard about, and I think I just realized that Johnny Depp was the killer. And it's like, wow, that was a large leap. And like, if you had found this That's out... very convenient that you just yeah. remembered it halfway through. You know, if, if you could have told someone before you got on the train with this murderer, maybe that could have saved a lot of people some frustration, but whatever. Um, so then he starts narrowing down the suspects, and there's a few clues and things, none, none particularly good. Uh, and then he starts going, oh yeah, this person was the nanny for that girl who got brutally murdered by Johnny Depp. Oh, this person worked for the family. Oh, yeah, this person's the uncle, huh? And he never once is like, wow, it's strange that all these people were very tightly connected to the same little girl, yet all of them are acting like they've never met one another? Hmm, that seems odd. And then he slowly gets, like, uh, motive for each person, and a few people even admit to doing it. And I'm like, if you got someone to admit to the crime, okay, lock them up, case closed. Yeah. Uh, but he's not ready to give it up. So he continues to narrow it down, but by narrowing it down, it actually expands the Spoiler suspect alert. list. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out that they all murdered him together with one knife. All took Share turns. All apparently plotted to get on the same train with this guy. Individually, and then realized they all had the same... No, they all had the plan all along. All together. And they were all acting. Maybe that's why the acting was so bad. They wanted to pretend like they didn't know each other. They were acting like they were acting. Why not murder that guy like in his own house? Why wait till you're all on the train together? I don't know. It was bizarre. Just bad. Okay. The, why did you, whatever. The other one that I watched was Isn't It Romantic? Which was the perfect plane movie. Yeah. Because it had enough laughs to keep me mildly interested in it, mm-hmm. but was not actually a very good movie overall. Rebel Wilson's always good for like a few good one-liners and like some good physical comedy. Sure. Um, and that's about it. Liam Hemsworth was like the, I'm not even the villain. No. But like the foil, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the point is that she, like, hits her head and gets trapped in a, in a romantic comedy mm-hmm. and as a very cynical person. So she has her real life, but as it would be if it was a comedy. So she, like, works this crappy job, but she has this amazing apartment with, like, every <laughs> pair of shoes she could ever own. And, like, every person that meets her just, like, tries to force a meet cute with her, basically, and, like, falls in love with her for no reason. And... Just ha- she just has, like, ridiculous first dates with people that don't make any sense. Like, like dinner on a boat with a private chef from Italy. <laughs> and then her best friend has a meet-cute with, like, uh, a yoga ambassador. Okay. Slash model. <laughs> um, and then, like, he's getting married and she tries to stop the wedding. And, like, in the end, 
she kind of realizes like, oh, it's not about the dudes. Like I actually have to like myself and be confident in myself Aww. before I can do anything else. Like, cause she thinks she's in love with Liam Hemsworth and then she realizes she's in love with her best friend, a very strangely played Adam Devine. Hmm. I don't know. Man gets a lot him. of strange rules. No, but like this was like boring. Hmm. Like it was like everything that's interesting and funny about you. Forget all that. Play like your boring brother who's like an accountant. Yeah. No offense, Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah, weird. He was hmm. he was very strange. Um, so then she thinks she's in love with him and tries to get with him. And then she's like, oh, actually, I need to sort my own shit out first. Um. And then I can sort everything else out. Mm-hmm. It was like a nice message and it was fine, but definitely like some funny, uh, the one part that I showed you that I thought yeah. you would think was funny was he was like, all right, I'll pick you up at seven. <laughs> and he drives away and she's like, wait, I don't know. You don't know where I live and where are we going? What do I wear? I like to look at the menu first. Where- no, no logistics. No given. logistics at all. Just very <laughs> rom-com. So she had some very funny one-liners where, or just like side comments where she's kind of poking holes in the yeah, romantic storylines, tropes. tropes and stuff. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was a plain movie. It was more entertaining than the kid who would be king, I would say. Fair enough. And more of a plain movie in that I could just kind of half pay attention and chuckle. Yeah. I think one of my favorite games right now is to see what movie you decide to watch instead of The Crimes of Grindelwald, because you seem to go <laughs> out of your way to avoid watching that I'm movie. I'm not going to watch that movie. I don't support the fact that they cast Johnny Depp despite mm. all of the allegations against him. Um, it's just another strike against Miss Rowling at this point. Um, and I don't, I didn't like the first movie that much. Mm-hmm. I watched it by myself. Or watched in theaters with the rigs, maybe? Mm. Part of the show? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't like it. Watched it with my mom. Neither of us liked it. Mm. I just, I don't like it. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I was, it's best described as, like, the the opposite of what people want. People don't want just, like, showy magic special effects. People right. want more char- more of the characters that they care about. So just throwing new characters or characters that we vaguely have know the names of and having some showy visuals, like that's not how to get people to care about a, a franchise. Well, fine. The only reason I care about it is that there's so much more Hufflepuff um, paraphernalia mm-hmm. available because Newt's Commander's a Hufflepuff. Got it. So that's how I have that scarf. Um, and when we went to platform... Platform nine and three quarters. Oh, I have feelings about shit. this. When we went there, oh, shit. they had a bunch of Hufflepuff stuff in the store. Not what I have feelings about. What I have feelings about is how they've monetized. Take us back eight years ago. Seven? A number. Somewhere between six and eight years ago. <laughs> uh, we went to the UK for the first time. Fact. We met up with a group of my online Harry Potter friends. Fact. To go to... None of us got murdered. No. Uh, we went to the Leaston Studios where they filmed Harry, a lot of Harry Potter. I was there. Which was really cool. The tour was a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. And then with a smaller group of them, we also went to Scotland. So we took the train mm-hmm. from King's Cross to Scotland. And at that time, there's just like a cute little trolley 
with some cute little Hogwarts luggage on it. You could actually stumble past it and be like, oh, wow, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah, there was, like, one little row of, like, uh, stanchions set up yeah. as a line. And there was just, like, a handful of people there. And it was like, oh, that's so cute. And, like, all the fans in the line just helped each other. Like, you took a picture for the nice, like, Japanese friends mm -hmm. in front of you, and they took a picture for you. So you and I have, like, a, it's right there. A cute photo. It's beautiful. I'm going to fetch it. Mm-hmm. Is this when you say it's an audio-only podcast? Audio-only podcast. We have this adorable photo. We have a couple photos, but we have this adorable photo. Yep. It literally was a small sign that said platform nine and three quarters. It's like half a trolley and one suitcase coming out from a brick wall. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's adorable. Yep. It was free. There was not that much of a line. We took turns and took photos. They had like a wand and a scarf, I think, that you could use or something. Yeah. Um... Actually, maybe I had just bought that wand. I don't think they had any props. I think that was my wand. Anyways, we took some cute photos. So this time... Flash forward. Flash forward to this, to now, this year. I was uh, loaded! <laughs> good reference. Yeah. That was a deep cut. Thanks. Um, I tell my parents, my brother and his girlfriend who came with us on the trip, oh, if you go to... Because they were taking a train a different time than us. Yep. Make sure you look for the little thing. It's cute. You can take a photo. We go there later that day. I look it over. I'm like, oh, there's like a nice person there now with like, mm -hmm. you can pick which scarf you want to get like using your photo. And there's like, um, there's, it looks a little nicer now. And then I'm like, man, that's a really long line though. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe I'll just go look in the gift shop on the way to the bathroom. So I go look in the gift shop. Huge gift shop. There was no mm -hmm. gift shop before. It was just a no. fucking train station. Huge ass gift shop. Uh... And I'm walking through, and it's, like, super crowded, and, like, blah. Walking through, and I go look over, and there's, like, a photo station. Like, when you go on a roller coaster and they snap your photo. Right. You have to pay now for the photo. No. Yes. Like a roller coaster or, like, a cruise ship? Like a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like a roller coaster. You're not, like, they don't, like, all of a sudden. Surprise you. No. I just meant, like, it's, like, a, a yeah. amusement park situation. It's a gimmick, yeah. Where... They take a professional photo of you with the props. Yeah. And then you have to so wait like an hour in this line, which who even has that time if you're waiting for a fucking train? Yeah. Not the right place to be no. queuing up for stuff. No. So you have to wait for this for to get a professional photo taken. And then it was just like an amusement park where it's like the cheapest option is like twelve ninety nine for mm -hmm. like a five by seven. Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. It used to be just this cute little like Eric, you sold out, mate. Yes, it used to just be this cute little thing where you could go and take a picture and like another fan would be nice and take a picture of your group. Mm -hmm. uh, and now it's this like horrible capitalism sold out. Oh, it made me so angry. Yeah. Made me so angry. I know, baby. And then when we went to Scotland, everything mm -hmm. was like official Harry Potter merchandise. Like every single fucking store. Except for your favorite store. My favorite store. I still wish I got a photo of it. It's there was a sign on the outside of the shop that said that said JK Rowling never came in here. <laughs> I love it so Because every other place is every like, other place. Oh, she wrote three chapters here. Yeah, she she once ordered a coffee here. She came up with a name from this place. Official Harry Potter merchandise yeah. in this place just had a sign, a very small, like handwritten sign in the window that said JK Rowling never came here. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um I still love Scotland though. And we did see a lot of film sites. 
Not sure. We didn't see a ton of Harry Potter ones, but we saw like Outlander and we saw the train. That was what the whole tour oh, was right. built around. Glenfinian. We did see the Hogwarts Express. My that gosh, was really cool. never seen so many people waiting thirty minutes to see a train go by. We didn't wait that long. Some people did. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. It was a cool video. <laughs> well then, <laughs> uh, more of it was like Outlander and um, Game of Thrones and yeah, what else? Mostly I liked it from, I was most excited for the Isle of Skye because mm -hmm. of that book that I like, Letters from Skye. Yeah. And then that was like the worst day of the tour because it was like rainy as Downpour, shit. Downpour, yeah. Um, like sideways rain. That's what made me want to read the Guernsey Literary Potato Peel Pie Society. Mm hmm Because it was like epistolary British. I think it's very similar to yeah. the Letters from Skye. You said you um, haven't read the Guernsey ones in like a long, long time though. Like you read yeah. it a very long time ago. It's like my first Kindle book, maybe. I was really bad at picking books back you then. You also gave it a very still bad, bad at still bad at picking books. Yeah, if you look at your your TBR right, your pile mm. to reread pile right now, it's all books that I've put there. It's been hijacked, forced on you, pretty much. Um, but, I also mm. I, can I say one more thing? Mm. I feel like I should like slightly take back my making fun of you for the large book you bought on our trip seeing i'm the one who bought books on our trip that i didn't even read all of them on the trip yeah i read one of them on the trip that was the one that i searched forever because i was like i know there's a fucking paperback and i'm not buying this in giant hardcover man that was like my best airport shopping experience when they were like here buy one get one half off for these uh, paperback books that only exist in paperback in this one airport shop. I was like, hell yeah, you got my business. I prefer a paperback. I wish yeah. I had saved the other hard copy one, at least that's signed, so that's a cool one, but I wish I had just gotten that one paperback too, because I wanted those two paperback. Cool. So, that one was a British too, the flat share. I liked that one. It's on your pile. Yeah. Now, our entire trip I organized around... The first week of July. For tell the people we can't go one podcast without talking about tennis. Correct. Wimbledon happens at or the peak at the peak Wilbert. of. Yeah, that was probably my one of my favorite moments of our travels. Or oh, two, I should talk about the other one as well. Um, the first one was your brother's girlfriend asking us what's the deal with Wilburton, and me going. <laughs> Is that a is that a restaurant she wants to go to? And I was like, is that who's Wilbur? Did something happen? A relative that's hurt, <laughs> and she was trying to say Wimbledon. I have trouble spelling Wimbledon sometimes, and but you keep saying it Wimbledon. That's how I grew up saying it. Wimbledon, the championships at Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Um, Wilburton though was. I don't think I would recommend that any anyone do our, our plan. I think our strategy only worked because mm, the purpose was to like go to Wimbledon and not necessarily see a specific match or a specific length of tennis. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen a, a smidge more, but... I didn't care. Right. Um, anyhow, I won't bore the people too much, but Wimbledon is apparently the only sports event left in the world man. that does not sell tickets through a traditional retailer i.e. Ticketmaster or something. Uh, which, okay, Ticketmaster is an evil corporation, that's fine. But uh, 
when we lived in Melbourne, you could walk up, you could ruck up to the uh, to the box office that day and be like, I would like a grounds pass. And they'd be like, okay, or 20... Or ahead of time, you could buy oh, tickets. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, semi-affordable for sure. Wimbledon is, Wimbledon is based on a queue system, which means people line up, because Europeans love using the word queue. Queue up. Um... Most of them coming the night before the day of tennis they There's want to see. a designated locker section for your tents. Right. You have to stay in a tent and then lock up your tent. And it's like when you're watching these matches on TV and you're seeing all these posh people sitting around, you're like, they've been sleeping they in dirt. In a tent. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so we went late in the day and tried to basically get in while people were coming out. And after a couple of hours of waiting and security lines and queuing, we did get in and saw about two hours of tennis. So I can check that off my bucket list. I mostly ate dinner. Mm-hmm. And then wandered around looking for you. Yep. But I was okay with that. We spent a good amount of time in the gift shop as well. It's Got true. our money's worth there. It's true. Um, so you, you did it. But my bucket bigger Wimbledon experience was the men's final, I think. Yes, we experienced the, well, we tried so hard to watch so many sports in, in Europe and yeah, overall Yeah, I was constantly walking around being like, oh yeah, those US women, those World Cup gals, they're great. And I was like, I haven't seen a lick of that. <laughs> I have no idea how they're playing. Well, we they beat Thailand, them. right? We kept trying. They crushed them. <laughs> we kept trying Man, to Man, those watch. celebrations, I've seen them. We kept trying to watch the game. I'll catch the second half. <laughs> I'll catch the second half. Every single time, it's like, if we time it right, we'll get to a pub, and we'll watch the second half. We're not pub people. Who are we joking? We couldn't even find a pub. We kept being like, we'll get to the pub. And then never once did we get to a pub to watch a soccer game. The entire (laughs) Women's World Cup final was on in Europe while we were in Europe, and we did not watch one minute of it anywhere public. We watched some of it in our hotel room that time. Right. And then when, when Wimbledon, the rest of Wimbledon was on, we also kept saying, All I oh, wanted to do was see some, some yeah. tennis. Oh, that will line up nicely. We'll catch some of that. Um, we forced it to line up nicely when we were sick of walking up and down hills in Monaco. And Correct. went to a very overpriced, crappy... We went to an American, American bar, bar in Monte Carlo where they charged you $5 for a Heineken. Okay. $7 for a Sprite. $7 for a Sprite and $15 for guac and chips. Guac and chips. Yeah. A little weird menu setup. But you had a very Anyhow, 20 TVs all cute all set up on the tennis match and I have to say it was probably my most enjoyable tennis watching experience. There was a lot of because, drunk international fans. Yeah. Even though I've like I've seen Roger Federer play in person, like that was great. And I, and we saw some good matches, like night matches in Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in the building, you have to follow tennis etiquette to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of clap for both people. This was the opposite. And of you that. can't cheer against anyone. This was like full out passion. And, like, the Novak people were in one corner of the bar, and the Roger people were in, like, the main part of the bar. And there was these couple of annoying guys who were convinced that Roger Federer was the, South like, African. British or German dudes. Yeah. Um, I almost killed them. I almost got in a bar fight with them. Yeah. I think I could have taken them. They you were say pretty that a trash. Lot. Yeah. Um, and then there was that other guy, the South African. Was he South African? I have no or did idea. he just think that Roger was I'm South African? I'm pretty sure African. he thought they both were South African. I think he was South African. He had a weird accent. Mm. He was just off his head. 
Is that a phrase? Sure. Yeah, he was a, he was a character. He was a hoot, as they um, say. So yeah, the match, I've heard it described as great theater, which I think is probably the right um, designation for it. I wasn't particularly great tennis, I don't think. It was either um, the best or worst tennis. It wasn't the best tennis, no. Uh, Djokovic did not play his best, which is scary considering the fact that he won and probably should have won a lot easier and a lot earlier than he did. Um, Roger and Roger was kind inconsistent. Of, he played definitely. his best on some points and then made really silly mistakes that are uncharacteristic of him on other points. Yeah. Um, and he, he had it a couple times. He had it. Well, he had two match points on serve. You can't let, can't let those go. No. Um, so in the moment, it felt like a very deflating, uh, situation, but I kind of got over it pretty quick. Like it didn't feel like Roger needed to win this one. It was more going to be like, oh, this is a nice, a nice victory if he's able to pull it out. But I mean, I feel like at this point, not to, don't be offended by this, Yeah. but I feel like every time him or to some extent Rafa gets to a final, it's a little bit like they got to the final again. Oh, yeah. Like, they're old and have been injured and whatever, and I think, obviously, them winning is the better case scenario, and it's very impressive, but the fact that they're consistently making it to the finals mm -hmm. at this point in their careers is what's very impressive. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest story still in men's tennis right now is the fact that these old chaps are still dominating everyone, at least in the big tournaments, which is what yeah. the casual fan cares about right it's just crazy that you've had like three generations of young stars who have come up now and supposed to be to the next them. thing and yeah they just can't do it they can't um, what's the word usurp them yeah unseat them <sighs> do we have anything else from our trip shall we do the rest of the podcast in french oui? uh no i practiced Espanol? i practiced my spanish and i got to use it a bit a little bit of spanglish in in we spoke a lot of Spanglish in Sevilla. Sevilla. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to tell my other favorite story from the trip was the ketchup incident. I don't know how well that would translate <laughs> I don't know to how well that will translate either. on audio, but um, you had to be there, people. Well, actually, no, you didn't. Essentially, after a very, very long day on a bus yep. where we were very tired and cranky and hungry, we went to a nightclub that also served food? Specializing served in... At dietary allergies. They sold um, sex toys from a vending machine in the bathroom. Yeah, and yeah. had a karaoke stage. And had a karaoke yeah. stage and like very weird neon lighting. Yeah. Yet had the most extensive allergen menu of Gluten anywhere free, we dairy went free, in Scotland, yeah. probably. Um, anyway, just setting the scene. Yeah. Uh, and then my mother proceeded to explode an entire bottle of ketchup over like, a, like three tables. Yeah, a plastic bottle of ketchup, which usually, I don't know, I just can't picture it make, doing that much damage. Like a glass bottle, okay, things could get weird because when you're like... You're pumping it or something. <laughs> this was just opening the latch on the top of a plastic She was bot. sitting on your right, and yeah. you got some on the left side of your face. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, on the floor on the window. It went yeah. up, like, 10 feet high on the window. Yeah. It was all over my father. <laughs> it was all over you. It was on the floor. It was on, like, these, like, velour chairs that we were sitting on. I took some direct hits, yeah. <laughs> and the poor waitress comes over and goes, oh... Yeah, it was in the sun all day. No, she, she said, yeah, they've been doing that. And just like walked away. And my mom was like, what the hell? There's just ketchup everywhere. 
I thought you were going to say some of your favorite Spanglish was neighbory and cocker. Yeah, there were a few phrases that were memorable for sure. Uh, I think we're burying one of the leads though, which is that we're going to have a new uh, permanent guest on our podcast soon. Would we call it a permanent guest? I think so. I'm sure he or she will be heard from the background Crying on occasion. In the background. Yeah. Yes, uh, the entire three and a half week trip through Europe was made while I was pregnant. I am pregnant. Mm. Triplets, guys. Not triplets. Oh. I am not Leslie Nope. Uh, so no drinking. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to be no soft cheese and no um, cured meats. Didn't follow but those I, rules. I, I mean, people in Spain have been having babies for how many generations eating that? And that hormone sandwich was worth Bocadillo. every penny. Oh, that was the best thing I've ever eaten. Man, you haven't eaten till you've eaten picnic canned mussels, though. Yeah, that was... I'm glad I skipped that. I'm glad I skipped that. Yeah. I had a lot of picnic gazpacho. Uh, Anyhow, so that was our baby moon? Yes. It was uh, very active for a baby moon. We walked mm-hmm. something like six miles every day on average. It's no wonder my feet were hurting. And... So yeah, before Christmas, we'll have a new a new joiner to the podcast. So we'll see uh, how that how that goes for our... Someday... Podcast uh, regularity. Probably 15 years from now, this poor child is going to... Going to search for his parents' names and stumble upon mm. this. And the very first episode talks about... Gay sex in Captive Prince. Yep. And he or she will be traumatized forever. That's okay. That's what we're here for. Um, but even without a child, we can't manage to do this podcast every week. So we'll see. No. We'll see how that goes in the future. Okay. It'll definitely have to be after bedtime. Hopefully. All right. This is pretty much a full episode. What else are we going to talk about? Um. I was going to lead into my tennis good news, but you usurped it. You have tennis it. good news. Oh. You usurped it with the baby news, yeah. which I guess now has to be the good news. That could be your good news. Okay, I'll take it. Um, I guess that's my good news also. Uh, I feel like we're not sounding appropriately excited about this. <laughs> we're very excited. The baby's kicking me as we speak. Uh, we just saw an ultrasound, and baby's very... Fat. Very fat already. 40 ultrasounds are creepy. That's my kid. Um... So we are very excited. What is 4D about it? I don't know. It's 3D, if anything, because the yeah. sound is 2D. 4D is like when the movie theater spits on you. <laughs> the baby was kicking me while okay. we were watching it, so it was 4D right. for me. Okay. It was 3D for you, I guess. It was 4D for me, because I was looking at it as, man, as the baby was kicking man, me. Man, this world's full of scams. You're a scam. Um, we should watch Scam tonight. You said we were going to start watching Scam after we had a lot of European, well, just European experiences, I suppose. Hmm. Every time I heard someone speaking um, Norwegian on our trip, I was like, damn. Um, I was going to say my good news, I have some sports goods and bad, good and bad news is. Okay. If we're trying to keep at all to podcast. Um, <laughs> this one's just a mess. Uh, my good news was that Serena Williams video. Oh, yeah. Where she both school some guys who think they can maybe, like, defend a point against her. Yeah, return to um, serve just, yeah. One of them returned to serve, and they all celebrated, and then she smashed it into their faces, <laughs> and it was hilarious. And then she just had some, like, crazy tennis tricks. Like, I feel like outside of, like, you playing your tennis video game, 
I don't see a lot of like tennis skills competition things from pros. True. Like you see like if you take lessons, like kids trying to do some of those types of things or like your tennis game. Yeah. This was just incredible what she could do. Like the accuracy of her serve and like her return to be able to hit like a moving target that was really small. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, the smashing the giant tennis ball one was just yeah. not really tennis-y related. But it was just a really cool video. And it was also really fun to see... To see Serena just having fun with it, because she is That's often what, very serious. Yeah. I just think her, yeah, her on-court persona is not, it's not that it's not engaging, it's just not always fun to watch, at least for me. She's just very intense, and I think that there is a little bit of a double standard, and that guys are allowed to be intense, whereas girls are supposed to be likable and intense. Yeah. Um, and I think she's never played that likable game, and I think that's why some people find her off-putting also like not to take this to like such a uh sexual level but like she was very attractive in like her simple get up tennis outfit whereas i feel like she's always tried to be a fashionista with her her like big tournament outfits but does she need to be attractive to men while playing tennis and dominating at it have you ever thought Oh, Andy Murray's not looking very attractive in that ugly polo he's wearing. I've often said that his Under Armour kits are not attractive. No. I'm just saying more about the simplification of it. I think for her, simple You're is better. You're basically saying she looked better in her workout clothes than yeah. like the, the fancy one she chooses to Yeah. I just thought it was fun to see opinion. the men in the video were not like upset about her being them they just were like impressed by her skills and it was yeah. fun to see them having fun like it it didn't have to be this guys are intimidated by her or she has to be super serious all the time it was just like them having fun playing a mm -hmm. sport and it was fun to watch okay um my bad news is quite old at this point mm. it was from before we left it's related to the twins minnesota twins minnesota twins not our twins. We are not having twins. Um, first of all, the fact that when David Ortiz was hurt, they called him former twin <laughs> David Ortiz. I'm still mad about our that. Our hometown kid. <laughs> he was a twin for like half a heartbeat and then was a Red Sox forever from then on. And as soon as he gets hurt, it's like former twin. It's like, did your fucking private jet go get him out of the Dominican? Was that your jet, the twins? Um... And then we watched, there was that very, very long... Um, it was like an 18-inning game. Twins versus Red Sox. Yeah. We went to the Red Sox game after that, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and they were interviewing a Twins fan. Man on the street piece. And this Twins fan was like, in the 15th inning, I got so upset that I booed one time. <gasps> I couldn't believe what I was doing. I just booed. Even the announcers were like, wow, that's the most Minnesotan thing I've ever heard. Yeah. The first Twins-Red Sox game we went to, like, last year, I booed at the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. Jackie Bradley Jr. made a terrible error. Yeah. And myself and one of the other Red Sox fans was like, JBJ, get your shit together! Boo! Like, booing our own team. Mm -hmm. And this lady was upset that she booed the other team Slow, one time in the 15th inning. Mm-hmm. Get it together! Yeah. Be a sports fan! It's okay to boo the other team. But is it us or is it them? Because we thought it was weird in Australia when there would be very subdued crowds at music or sporting oh, events. Oh, I definitely think it's us. <laughs> okay. But I definitely think, I still think we're right. I like that. Like, I think we're the... Alone but right. <laughs> I think we're the outliers here 
in being super intense about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's the correct way to uh, ingest. What's the word? Sure. The the correct way to enjoy or to experience sports. If you just go there and just like, this is quite good baseball. Today. <laughs> like, what's the fucking point? Watch it at home. This isn't Wimbledon. This isn't Wilburton. Exactly. This isn't like the US PGA circuit where you just have to nice you know golf things yeah i know golf um this is like a real it's like a sporting event Mm -hmm. let loose a little bit it's okay to be angry sometimes at an opposing team it's okay all right you got anything else i have like a thousand upcoming things oh good god i had a few other things (laughs) we had to talk about first um i assume we're gonna skip the main segment today seeing it's yeah i I guess i told you this you I we still, don't need to get into all the background. I still want to pivot this podcast into Fantasy purely, baseball? no, Hallmark movies. Okay. I could do a full 60 minutes on Unleashing Mr. Darcy, Oh, think, God, you're right. Which was the last one we watched before we We really we should left. have podcast before we left, because we had a lot yeah. of stuff to say before we left. Um, yeah, Unleashing Mr. Darcy... Zero connection to Pride and Prejudice at all, other the than a couple of character names. Worst Pride and Prejudice. Um, at a... Mm. What do we even call it an adaptation? No. Uh, ob- obliquely, tangentially related project. Yeah. Worst one I've ever seen. All In terms of acting, in terms of script, in terms of any sort of connection to the source material. And just makes dog training look like a very trivial, easy to pick up skill where you can start gaining... Get, start winning medals with like nothing. and the writers obviously do no research oh like yeah. it would have taken just like two hours of watching a real dog show sure to understand what to write instead of just basing it off of what you think a dog show might be like man yeah that was that was rough um dr mario is coming or may have already come to ios like as an app a game yeah oh that's a good one how much is it uh, probably freemium. That's my favorite kind of app. Oh god, you're the worst. Um, all right, and Is give that me Doctor Mario or Doctor Dr. All right, give me three minutes. Doctor Mario World. Maybe. Yes. Is it free? In-app purchases. Oh my gosh. My favorite. I need a new game. Thanks. All right, me. while we're talking about Apple, give me three minutes on Johnny Ives' departure. Go. How do you feel? Who's Johnny Ives? Johnny Ive is the creator, designer of the original iPod, along with pretty much every single Apple de- device he since then. sounds like um, the villain from one of the Survivor seasons. Mm-hmm. There was a guy named Johnny who had, like, like blonde, messy hair. Okay. And he was, like, this intentionally the I see where you're going. <laughs> intentionally the villain. I see where you're going. Um, what was his nickname? Johnny from Survivor. <laughs> this Johnny is British. Johnny Fairplay. Johnny Fair, how can you be, how can you be evil with that last name? He was. This is what he looked like on Survivor. Fairplay is not a last name. Okay. His actual name is John Dalton, but he he went by Johnny Fairplay because he was such a dickhead and like just screwed everyone over all the time. And now he's apparently a wrestler, but he was like really scrawny, so I don't really see how he's a wrestler. This is what he looked like on the show. Oh yeah. He was just like this dude. He was just like this dude. Ew, I hope this is not him. He had a... Oh, God. <laughs> I have not thought of this guy in a long time. Apparently, he has a daughter now. 
All right, I asked for three minutes. I got I got what he I wanted, I guess. Kids. He has two Thanks. kids. Thanks, that's plenty. Survivor villain Johnny Fairplay. He was he a villain. says that. He has a wife now. Um, he missed the Jimmy Buffett, con Buffett concert due, due to his wife going into labor. Um, my last note here is that Lifetime has announced they're going to make a movie about the college admissions scandal. Which is like the most meta best thing is ever, I would say. going to star Lori Loughlin? I don't think she'll be available. Are you sure? I thought she wasn't in jail yet. Uh, USC. I still can't get over that. Not even... You have to bribe Stanford, and cheat to get your child into USC. At some point in that, you must take a step back and be like... My kid's just dumb. Like, we gotta work something out. We gotta do a gap year where they, like, do some homework. And then or, give... like, volunteer to get a good essay in this, you know? Or just make a big donation and get in. Don't yeah. don't cheat on the SATs. Man. Not even the SATs. It was the ACT. What a great story. The ACT. Great story. Right. Go. Lightning um, round. Super lightning round. You keep saying that, and I have this one that keeps warranting more discussion, and we just, I keep pushing it off. Rainbow Rowell. Um, yeah. Mm hmm I don't know if we want to get into that one. <laughs> Is it going to be the kind of thing that we just always push off? Possibly. Hmm. Okay. Ne next week. Should we actually do it next week, or do you want me to do it now? Uh, next week. Okay. Um, there's plenty of other YA news to get to. The Hunger Games prequel? Ugh. Um, that's all I'll say on that one. <laughs> um, Fence? Which has been featured in this podcast previously. Do True. you recall? C.S. Picat. Fence, the comic by C.S. Picat. Yep. There is a YA novel coming out. Novelization. Written by... Not C.S. Picat. Sarah Reese Brennan. Who wrote In Other Lands. In which Other we Lands. also did in this podcast. Yep. But C.S. Picat is a writer whose trilogy I'm looking at on my bookshelf. And She's, who is coming out with a new trilogy that is YA... But it's not writing the book of her own comic. But still, this news must have made one Elizabeth squeal, would be my guess. She was also confused. First reaction confused? First reaction was, why isn't Kat just writing Why are you her selling off novel? your, uh... Like, I think that maybe she just, like, work. didn't want to, like, get confused. Like, if she's mm -hmm. still writing the comic to then go try yeah, and go get back. That. I get that. But I also think, like, if this was... You don't her, want a George R.R. R. Martin situation where you get caught up in one, one project, yeah. one project that you abandon the other one. I guess hmm. I just I like C.S. Picat's writing, and you would think you that like she... her as a person. You ice skated I many do. times with her. Friend of the show. Okay. <laughs> um, and I just like her writing, and you would think if she came up with a story, and she's talked a little bit before about how like comics are such a different medium than than a novelization, you would think that she'd have plenty of other ideas of like where to how to flesh it out more yeah but okay sorry resprinting it is it is what it is um heartstopper we're not gonna change it here <laughs> heartstopper another comic Maybe we will. uh talked about on the previous episode mm -hmm. optioned for film i remember these things a lot of things have been optioned for film a lot of things a lot of things haven't been but now with netflix they'll make anything except for one day at a time a lot of things haven't been optioned for film though yeah so that's exciting, I guess. I think it'd be a cute movie. Okay. I was very confused because I swore I remembered ordering Heartstopper Volume 2 to come this to our house. This is an imaginary book. Um, 
I thought I pre-ordered it from Book Depository. And I must have been like, no, Heather, stop spending money on books when you have... A child coming. Oh, I was going to say a child-sized stack of books <laughs> that I need to read. Pawnee small. Yeah, Pawnee's, a Pawnee's child size. It's the size mm. of a small child. Yeah. Um, stack of books that I need to read. Like, stop ordering more books. But I swore I ordered this book. And we put our mail on hold while we were away. And I was like, I am missing... Don't do it, people. This Doesn't package. work. I am missing this package. I Man, ordered this book. I'm never going to get that mail back. And I looked back to my email and I never ordered the book. I must have hallucinated it or dreamed it up. Um... What else? You know what show I enjoy way too much? Hollywood Game Night. Man, I would watch that. Ah, oh, I know what we we're going to talk about. <laughs> what was it? 45 minutes ago. Um, I just wish John Mulaney would have a new stand-up special every three days. I feel like I would be happy with my life. You used to hate John Mulaney. You used to hate the idea of John Mulaney because you Fact. liked... There was like the one joke that circled around Tumblr you didn't think was funny. No. You hated the idea of him. I did. And now you're like obsessed with him. We watched it the other night, and I laughed so hard that it hurt my ligaments. Yeah. Ligament pain is a thing. Yeah. If you're pregnant, look it up. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I, like, we literally had to pause it so I could walk it off. Yeah. Because it hurt to laugh. His delivery is just so funny. It just hurt my body to laugh. Yeah. Um, Continue. Okay. I feel better now. Okay. Um, just like if you had a brand new, if you had enough material every three days, and you're like, oh, there's new Mulaney tonight. And you How would have you, an hour you push it of... push to weekly? Uh, no, I'd need it twice weekly. Bi-weekly. Of good belly laughs. Could it be like a half an hour bi-weekly? No. <laughs> no. You have strong feelings yeah. on this. Like, that's a lot to ask from him, though. Like, even like the like daily show. Was that daily? <laughs> Four times a week. The Colbert Report. But like, what else has given me belly laughs? I don't know. Belly laughs. It physically hurt my body how much yeah. I was laughing. A good stand-up special can do that more than a lot of other shows. Yeah. Because, like, jokes can go for, like, five minutes. Whereas, like, in re-watching Parks and Rec, it's like, oh, that was a cool zinger. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Man. And, like, they just circle back around, you know? Yeah. They're well Did architected. Did you ever watch the Hannah Gadsby TED Talk? No. Did we ever talk about Hannah and Gadsby and Annette on this? Definitely did. You should watch the TED Talk sometime. Okay. It was great. Okay. Um, That's the first and only time I will ever watch a TED Talk mm-hmm. and then recommend said TED Talk. Yep. Either of those things. Yep. There's so many people have sent me so many TED Talks that I've never watched and yeah. never will. But this one was worth it. And it was like one of the TED mini talks, whatever you call them. So it was only like 10 minutes. Smart. 10 minute TED Talk. Um, Four Weddings on Hulu. Uh-huh. It's like a modern, like, racially diverse version of um, Four Weddings and a Funeral, the movie. I okay. Think, except it's like a TV show on Hulu. I have a lot of feelings about things that are TV shows now that should be movies. Mm-hmm. Sex Education, that move, that, that TV show, Netflix show. Can you call it a TV show when it's Netflix? I guess I watched that it. That would be TV. a fun job to just get to sit there and be like, movie, TV show. Right? You're a movie. Your Sex movie, Education, TV it was show. okay, but it was so drawn out. It was like eight hours, and it should have been a t- it should have been a movie. Yeah, it was way too long. Um. Anyway, four weddings on Hulu coming out mm-hmm, very shortly. Um. We watched the Witcher trailer. Yeah. What are your you're making a face? What are your feelings? Um. Based on the trailer, I think I should hate it. 
it seemed like they were pandering to the Thrones audience, which I get. They're trying to jockey themselves as the next epic that you'll want to, yeah, you know, destination viewing. Um, but I don't know. I've only read a little bit of the books and obviously played a good chunk of the the biggest game, but it doesn't feel Game of Thronesian to me. What I've experienced, and a big part of that is because Geralt doesn't give a shit about the politics and the battles going on. Like, you'll be like, oh yeah, this is a Nilfgaardian army. They're trying to f take over Novigrad. And he's just like, who's paying today? Yeah. Who's paying? Well, who's buying? Well, that's why you said you liked Mist of Avalon, and that's why you like this too, is that it's people that are outside of the main Oh yeah, conflict. they were like, oh, Arthur came back after six years at war. And it was like, that's fine. I don't care. They, the ladies didn't care what happened you out there. You hate political You're intrigue. Still alive. It's like yeah. the anti-political intrigue. There was intrigue. no political intrigue in Mist of Avalon. Well, it's just off to the side. Oh, yeah. It's not the main point of the story. Yeah, no. And Witcher was the same thing. It's like the political intrigue is going on all around you, but you're just there to kill some monsters and get paid. Yeah. And maybe so, have sex with... The visuals seemed okay. The audio was completely incomprehensible. We'll absolutely need captions on. And I've just heard a lot of complaints about the wigs. Mm. Um, they just look a little bit amateurish for a high-budget show. I just was very confused. It's not called Yennefer. Mm -hmm. It's called Witcher. Yeah. And the first like two minutes of the three-minute trailer were all about like this ugly girl who was getting beaten down by nuns. Yeah. And then you figure out that she becomes Yennefer. And it was, if I feel like even as someone who has played through the entire, like, monologue of the, sh or the, sorry, yeah. the entire, like, narrative of the yeah. video game, which I assume they're pulling a decent amount from. No, but continue. Okay. It's based on the books, not on the game. But there's no overlap between the books and the game? I don't know. But that's, everyone has clarified okay. that. Let me rephrase that. Okay. As someone who has some sort of knowledge of the Witcher universe, have not read the book, so I don't know those character journeys, mm -hmm. but having watched you play or helped play quite a bit of the game, I would say I have more basic knowledge of Witcher than an average person on the street. Mm -hmm. I still did not know what the fuck was going on. I did not understand mm -hmm. how Yennefer connected to Geralt who, and then the little girl, Siri. I assume it's Siri. I assume it's Siri. They didn't even say her by name. Like, if you... The only reason I had any idea what was going on was because I played the video game and I was like, oh, that's Yennefer. Yeah. And that must be Siri. If I did not had not played the video game, that would have been incomprehensible as a no, trailer. They were just hoping that you'd be like, the peop they're kind of talking like Game of Thrones people, and that I see some medieval. swords, so yeah. But like there I was should no, tune into this. They didn't try to make it a an um understandable trailer no there like was, here's your central character here's what his goal his or nope. her goal is no. no arc no journey no motivation just magic sword yes beast it was just like this looks like a little bit like handmaid's tale <laughs> and now it looks a little bit like lord of the rings and game of thrones <laughs> and now i'm just a girl like it just it just made no sense it was incomprehensible trailers are like a fine art and there are some good ones but very few. This one, they just seemed like they just randomly went... Yeah. And just put it together. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, the Cats, the movie? I made you watch oh that Oh my trailer. god. Fucking vindication for Sonic. <laughs> that was the first thing that you, that you thought. Sonic, of. yeah, looked weird. Made people a little bit uncomfortable because a fucking hedgehog has teeth. Oh my god. Nut up, people. Okay. How do you feel about these cats now? What do you have to say about these felines? <laughs> these creatures 
who will haunt you in song. I don't even know. Was there any singing? There was James Corden as a fat cat. A very small fat cat. It was very terrifying. The only one that looked natural as a cat was Taylor Swift, which I think makes sense. Yeah, she's a hot like, cat. Fits her character as a person. Mm-hmm. That was a mess. Wow. Um, thanks for your feelings on that. Um, did you watch the Zombieland 2 trailer yet? So the headline didn't click it. Yeah, it was, um, the first one was funny because it wasn't trying too hard. Yeah, this one's going to try too hard. This one's trying too hard. Yeah. It was trying too hard. I also was like, was that Emma Stone in the first movie? And I had to go back and look it yeah. up if it was her. Mm-hmm. I didn't it's remember like that it was early, her. Early days, yeah. I thought it was Kristen Stewart. Which movie's that? Uh, Adventureland also has a land in it. Doesn't it have Jesse Eisner in it too? Yes. Okay. Fair confusion. Okay. Fair confusion. Um. Anyways, I had to go back and look it up because I just couldn't remember that it was her. Next! Um. Storied Life of A.J. Fickery. Did you read that book? Did we both read that book? Yeah, talked about it on the podcast. It's not a good book. Adaptation. Coming. No. Optioned. Yes. Optioned. Adaptation coming, I think. No, it's not coming. Yes. It's, a, it's about a bookshop owner. There's no, no, yep. there's no visuals to tell. Anyways, it's coming. That um, sentence didn't make sense, but yeah. <laughs> no Gossip visuals. Girl reboot, apparently. Oh my on God. HBO? I'm done with pop culture. We need it. This is Hallmark only from now on. Okay. I'm done. Um, did you see the, the trailer for the Hustlers movie? Is that the... The strippers that are like, that run a con against all of the sleazy Wall Street guys that hire them? No, I've not seen that one. I thought it looked pretty good. What's the movie with Rebel Wilson and uh, what's-her-face? Oh, The Hustle. (laughs) Understandable. (laughs) This one's Hustlers. Oh my god. This Um, is absurd. Now they... Oh my gosh. um, There's not even enough names out there. Are you ready to get your voice out? Huh? It's a Wonderful Life, a musical. Oh, Mary! Mary, is it true? Are they going to put me into song? It is true. Oh, Mary! You going to go see it with me? Like, it's going to be a stage musical or a movie musical? Yes. Okay. Wonderful Life, a musical. This is what happens when I just write these things down, but I don't actually save the links. I'm really bad about that. I watched almost the full movie last Christmas. It's like an epic movie. It's a deep movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. But it's a good movie. movie. Paul McCartney is writing it. Oh, I thought you were going to say starring in it. Um, he's working on a stage adaptation of It's a Wonderful Life. That'd be the first musical he's ever written. Um, I've se- uh, Yeah, I mean, I've seen It's a Wonderful Life on stage, so... I think it's going to be like a Broadway musical. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be sold on that. We'll see. All right, we're running low on battery. We're running low on hard drive space. We also got to do mailbag. Oh, God, okay. And we might have to save that for next week. Okay. I had one last one. The Playmobil movie? Remember we saw that on Graham Norton with Daniel Radcliffe? Yes, that was unnerving. And you didn't know what a Playmobil was? Absolutely not. Is it a British thing? Possibly. Because I had them as a kid. They were like... They were better than Lego in terms of, like, okay, not in terms of building things, but in terms of, like, a story. Like, there were little people and, like, little props, and they had, like... I appreciate that, because I would always buy Lego kits, and they'd be, like, 
you'll have a pirate Caribbean adventure in no it's time. Like and I'd be like, no, I have a bunch of yellow blocks and I can't figure out how to put them together. Playmobil had no, like I'm not an engineer. tons of like props. Like this is the shit that I remember. Yeah, like, it that's what I It was halfway between Lego and like action figures where like they could like hold on to things and like clip to things. So you could kind of like clip things together. But like it had a lot of like little props so like between like a lego and a dollhouse or mm -hmm. lego and an action figure i had a bunch of them and they were great and they weren't i guess they weren't as popular as lego they had very weird hair yeah um and they were bigger than lego too they're like this big okay anyway they're cool apparently there's a movie though and i don't understand that and it does frighten me a little bit um do you want do you want to get into mailbag do you want to end it with mailbag um I'm at 1% on this phone. Oh, God. We're really chasing daylight here. <laughs> um, Read it fast. Okay. Friend of the show and one of our few actual fans. Yep. Um, Confirmed listener. Yes. Um, mm, their son is obsessed with Elton John, um, but he's not allowed to see the movie. because Was it rated? nine and it's really oh, yeah. R, so he's not going to be able to see the movie for a long time or it'd have to be a very heavily edited movie there was a <laughs> lot put it of on tv sexual and sex actual actual sex scenes yeah. and drug use and the first song is the bitch's back sung by like a six-year-old probably mm. not appropriate for an elementary school child um secondly uh she is a school librarian mm -hmm. the difference between comic books and graphic novels. Oh, yes, I raised are that this question. Comic books are usually serials, whereas graphic novels comic are generally books. standalone. Generally, okay. Um, they can have sequels, but they have more of a story arc. Um, they have a more of a story arc of a traditional novel, but in graphic form. Okay. Whereas a comic like like the fence comics, which was frustrating, you get like you get like two yeah, scenes and it's They're serialized. Over, yeah. Whereas a graphic novel tends to have a novel climax and so novel. i like graphic novels correct oh the graphic novels better comics are too short and the bible me. i read was a graphic novel bible sure got it um it just gets confusing when you have um like volumes of comics that are put together like a graphic novel that's where i get confused yeah like gosh heart, that's blurring like lines. heartstopper right like yeah. that's put together as a graphic novel because it has like an arc um but it's actually a webcomic, a serialized webcomic. Man, what even? So I think there's some gray area there. Um, she was going to recommend Prince and the Dressmaker, but we already read that. Done. Um, other ones that she recommends that are like middle grade um, graphic, graphic novels. novels. Witch Boy. Sounds good. And El Defo. Okay. Um, she thinks it would be fun to hear you talk about El Defo. Okay. Uh, another novel that is a non-graphic novel, another novel that she liked is called The Parker Inheritance. It's a mystery and kind of historical fiction, and it was really good. Okay. And here's a picture of um, her son dressed up as Elton John. Yep. That's him. So we had an actual mailbag. Thanks, Jen. Not Sorry. Jen Rig. Cousin Jen. Yep. Um, can we be done now? I think so. If you're still listening like bonus points for you props mm -hmm. for you because this was a long Gold messy star. episode if you're still listening and you don't actually know us in real life um extra props for you not sure why you're here but we love you i anyway. read a story i read a news story arguing that we're at peak podcast which means there's way too much supply and not enough demand yes and they said the biggest 
culprits of this issue are banter casts, where you have two people just talking aimlessly with one another with a kind of loose strand of uh, continuation. And I was like, yep. Yep. And they were like, yeah, this is like the worst possible thing for modern media. Uh, I highly recommend it. Fuck you. It's fun. We like doing it. I don't really care if we don't get that many listeners or if we don't have any sponsors other than our own website. Mm -hmm. We have fun with it. And I like to hope that we'll continue it even when we've got a little baby because I think it's a fun way for us to connect and chat about. Just just catch up with one just, another. Just be here. Just, just check in present. with you. Just be present. Yeah. Um, Namaste. So feel free to send us any more messages or recommendations if you have them. Thanks for listening all the way through if you did. And we'll hopefully see you next week. Adios.